you know, for the believers out there, thanks for sticking with us. I know, you know, there were some doubters out there after the last game, but, but uh, I knew our group would, would respond with a real good effort, and uh, we did that tonight. And Long Kruger erupts. Whacking that thing around. Bishy, Bishy. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. Whacking that thing around. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. Bishy, bishy. I don't know how many men are out there now that have had a massage that perhaps occasionally there was a happy end. All right? Maybe there's nobody in your listening audience that that ever happened to. I do Since want to point out. Since any up in the locker room, if it hell has no. happened. What kind of questions I have, Phil? <laughs> Poor Phil. Uh, the Golden Knights have a New Jersey out. <laughs> that was an absolute disaster. <laughs> okay, we're powering through. We're <laughs> going right through that wall, powering through. <sighs> Golden Knights have a new jersey. The reverse retros of all the NHL teams were released this morning, and the Golden Knights have a black one. It is similar to the leaks that we saw a couple of times over the last couple of months. Not identical. Um, Ed is, I think you're officially now a jersey guy. I'm a retro jersey guy. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, with but, Lindsay. Lindsay's shown them to me, and I'm I'm ranking them. Right, but mm. that's that, that makes you a jersey guy, right? When I okay. started this not show to purchase, with you, though. When I started this to show, purchase? oh, he doesn't wear. Yeah, jerseys. that's what I mean. Oh, he's I'm not, not going to purchase, never wear one. but he's he's uh, taking a hankering. No. But yeah. when I started this show, I always have opinions on jerseys right. and uniforms. You right. had none whatsoever. No, zero. Zero. But now we're getting some. You're, you're getting you're, some. You're there. Yeah, I love I love the Knights. I love I like uh, the Kings better. Retweet. With Lindsay showed me with the crown, and again, good friend of the show Pete DeBoer, who may never lose again. I like the stars. <laughs> I like the stars a lot. Stars are sick. Yeah. Golden Knights have a black one. Uh, it says Vegas diagonally across the chest. Uh, the absolute best detail. Well, we'll see. It could be the best detail. I don't know how good it's going to look. They're apparently glow in the dark. Yeah, the script. Yeah, the word Vegas the black diagonally is not across the chest. So when they come the out under that under that uh, helmet, right. we're going to see it. It's going to be glowing I'm in the dark. I'm curious how powerful right. it'll be in that moment, but there's a chance that, yeah, it looks incredibly cool when they right. come out and it says Vegas glowing in the right. dark. That could be awesome. So I very much like that. The black ones are uh, one of the best jerseys that they have now. They didn't Maybe overdo it with the, the piping, which I enjoy because I, I think hockey jerseys get really complicated really quickly with just very small details. And they just did that one gold bar and then a thinner red one. Mm -hmm. It just, it, it looks a lot cleaner than what their other jerseys are. And I'm a huge fan. So New Jersey for the golden Knights, Ed's on board. Uh, Lindsay, which team has the best reverse retro jersey? I think it's Jets for me right now. I I, I really like how clean it. They went with a, a white base, and then they have their darker blue and then lighter blue. Again, some simple piping on the arms. Um, they didn't get super complicated. Like cool the logo, though. Yeah. Oh, it's the old school logo with the jet and everything. I think the worst one is probably Calgary because they have, like, this weird diagonal um, 
I don't know, like wine at the bottom with their piping. And it looks like they're purposely trying to show that the jersey is tucked into the front of the breezers, which to everybody else's hockey pants breezers is Minnesota only. Term, Minnesota I guess. Only. So talk again about the Philly warmups. The Philly warm- we got pants. The rest pants. The pants. Long the black pants. pants. Very Not, strange. We call them pants, but they're actually normally shorts, right? That hockey players actually wear. But these are actual right. long pants, pants down They're to the pants. ankle. Yes, as Lindsay says, they, they are. are. They're, They're coaching pants. pants. I got a pair of them in my closet right now. <laughs> they just don't have the orange line on them. I can get a highlighter. Right. The the they went with just like a normal jersey, right? The Flyers did. Right. It's, it's nothing that special about the jersey, but it has pants that they apparently wore in the eighties. For two years, that I wasn't alive. Why they thought they were going to be more aerodynamic in pants? I and I actually, when you tell me reverse retro, this is what I think. Like yeah. we're going back to something ridiculously stupid that and we did in the seventies and eighties, and we're bringing it back. Like obviously, the Golden Knights can't have a true reverse retro because they've been around no. that long. But the Flyers being like, we're going to embrace one of the weirdest looks we've ever had. Ah, phenomenal. That's great. That's what I like the jersey. There's nothing really special about the jersey, but them no. wearing pants right. is hilarious. I hope they go like seven and zero oh in the pants, in the pants. they're, and they're the like top team oh. in the NHL right now. Okay. Tort's got them playing hot. If, Tor- if Tortelli goes seven and zero oh in anything, they'll and, never stop wearing. Right, it. and I want <laughs> like ah, oh, the Flyers are wearing the yes. pants in every game. Yes, they're they're like asking for can we get pants to wear with all of our jerseys. Not just the reverse retros. Yeah, these things are for a flood. They're prepared. Yes. They're going to hike up if you sit down on the bench. It's phenomenal. They're going to have some injured ankles. Not going to be great there. So uh, your reverse retros are out. The, the Flyers are wearing pants. The Golden Knights have uh, jerseys that glow in the dark. Uh, we will see there. Um, I got to like say, it. you guys over here, the Winnipeg Jets logo sucks. Stop it. Really? It's, uh, what do you mean? That's not I a like good it. logo. You're just wrong. That's a bad logo. I disagree. There's way too much going on here. What are you talking about? It's so clean. Clean? Do you know what that word means? The Winnipeg Jets logo, not good. I don't know why in the the Winnipeg Jets current logo is fine. We have two sports teams in North America called the Jets, and they both can't figure out how to do a damn logo with a plane. Yeah. (laughs) We have a baseball team here called the Aviators, and they can't figure out how to do a logo with a plane either. A plane should be one of the easiest and coolest logos you can make. It's a plane. I don't understand how you don't like this logo. There's a lot going on there. Why? Because it's a hockey stick for the I and the J? It's simplified. They, They basically consolidated letters. That is the opposite of simplified. There's a plane that has nothing to do with the logo that's just attached It's taking off from the it runway. What do you even, mean? And it doesn't even look like a plane. Looks like a glider. Right. Well, it's jets it's not where used to be gliders. Jet. It was just like, it's a reverse retro. We're in an infancy. It's not a good logo. It's better False. than the New York Jets current logo, but it's not a good logo. Did and you like the King's crown? It's, oh, it's uh, no. King's jerseys are huh? sick. No. No, it's okay. But... Oh, it's the old time, Lindsay. Do you Bubbly. like the? I thought the best ones were the purple jerseys. Correct. If they the, the, the last the reverse crown. retros where they had the purple and yellow, and then they and had the, the L.A. Kings like the Gretzky era. Those ones right. are the best ones. Like those ones, I would pay an arm and a leg for. But what's what's gotta... happening with Seattle's? Um, just kind of like a teal, <laughs> but not completely teal. Like no, <laughs> there's just a lot of stripes. 
and they there's no logical pattern to well, the look stripes. at chicago chicago's is literally just stripes where is chicago Where's, right let me see oh, chicago. that's pretty bad too yeah oh that's, that's like bad. an ugly christmas at least sweater. detroit right. tried this time they were wearing practice jerseys last time literally just like a white practice jersey you get at a tryout i do here's here's what i will say i enjoy that some of the hockey teams that have like historic jerseys you can never change them are willing to do this different jerseys like yeah. detroit's an example there the canadians went with a different color it's yeah. still yeah, the it still exact same Montreal. jersey but they did go with a with a like teal powder blue color they still had the same because, lettering though. yeah because but, my biggest one of my big complaints about like baseball is you'll have a team like the yankees who are like ah oh, we don't wear a different jersey right, right. we wear pinstripes at home right. and gray on the road, gray on the road. And nothing else is allowed right. It's weird because you had a lot of teams like Chicago, like Buffalo, like Pittsburgh, like Washington, who have played in a lot of stadium series games. And so they always did kind of a reverse retro sweaters for that event. But now they've done it league wide the last couple of years. And so I think some teams clearly have had to reach a little bit deeper in their creative licenses. Pittsburgh but is just, Pittsburgh is solid. That's a Yager. It's just a regular oh, retro. Yeah, it's right? from like the 92 Cup. It's yeah, super yeah. Like solid. The idea of reverse retro is supposed to be we're taking something from the past. Yeah. And making it a little bit different. That just looks like a jersey they wore. Yeah, in the but but early it's, the, 90s. it's the old penguin, which I like. I hate the skating penguin that they wore throughout the aughts. And then they just did like that weird pan and then black and white. It was just not the the aughts were not a great time for hockey jerseys. Let me tell you, people. A lot of uh, a lot of people on Twitter giving the thumbs up to the Sharks. I thought they could have done more with it. It's just the name. It's just and it's yeah. the it's the California Seals colors, which I right. appreciate the script, all of that. But like. I just, I was expecting a little bit more. I wasn't knocked off my feet. And ESPN hasn't ranked second overall. And I'm like, I don't really agree with that. So with Vegas, we have seen a gold jersey, a white jersey, a red jersey, a gray jersey, and now a black jersey. Which one is the best? I mean, you can't ask me because you already know. You're going to say black. I'm going to say the black You're one. all on board with the brand new black one. If they one. wore that every game, I'd be fine with it. I don't like the gold ones. Gold's the best one. I don't down. like the no gold ones. You're the Golden Knights. It has to be gold. <laughs> um, you can't have gray jerseys. It's the dumbest thing this franchise has ever done. They came out as the Golden Knights and wore gray jerseys for three years. I don't like the white ones until I start looking at their socks and I start focusing on the color scheme rather than like the jersey as a whole. And I'm like, actually, it kind of looks cool. Gray you know ones are all right. I did enjoy the St. Patrick green. Yeah. They just wore those in warm-ups, though. Yeah, or like yeah. the purple but ones still, for sticking I mean, to I, cancer. Yeah, if we cool. include warm-ups, they've had purple ones. They've had... Another red one. Yeah, they've had like yeah, blue had ones for at cancer. some point. They had this really cool practice jersey for for Indigenous peoples. Day. The turquoise one. I can't remember. It was like I think, I think they the did like a really one. cool design inside the logo. But I also could be thinking about the Canucks because they've had really cool jerseys <laughs> that way. Are you going to tell me a favorite one? Uh, I guess the black one. Wow. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I, I. I've never been a big fan of the Golden Knights uniforms, and so just by default, I don't hate this one entirely. So it goes I didn't to the like top. the red at all. Reds I didn't the either. Worst, I, think. I didn't, I didn't e like the red. There's too much red. In, there's too much red in this league. That's the problem. There's no purple jerseys, and it's an used to be. Uh, yep, and it's a huge miss. Like the NBA has a ton of. Uh, all teams have like 18 jerseys now, but I think Utah rebranded. No They're going heavy purple this year, which I'm a huge fan of. Oh, the Jazz? Yeah. Utah's very, the Jazz are very confusing. They wore their, the purple mountain ones that, you know, Carl Malone and right. John Stockton yeah. wore, but they also unveiled three new jerseys that are black, white, and neon yellow. Yeah. 
And I don't know what that's their primary the, the city, is. The city limit jerseys that they did yeah. a couple years yeah, ago. The Wolves have like a literal highlighter green one that's just oh, like, like hard that to one. watch. That's great. It's like when the Seahawks were all yeah. green. Yeah. yeah. Fun. So the gold ones are the best. You guys are wrong. No, I don't like glitter on hockey jerseys. It bothers me. <laughs> he's uh, he's brought me over to the dark side. I'm so pumped about this. Yeah, he's brought me over to the dark side. We I'm, are going to get I'm now to do... like I'm now like ranking jerseys. That's Never mind right. like liking oh, them. I'm actually so great. ranking them. It's phenomenal. I can't get enough of this. Ed will be uh, breaking down all jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. We're, every time a new season sports, we're going to just bust out jerseys. And bust make out Ed, jerseys and have them make rank. Ed rank them. It'll be fun. All right. Coming up next, J.R. Starkus joins the show. Ready for the weekend? Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Let's find out what's on tap with J.R. Starkus. Champagne, perfume going in, sewage coming out. Here's our good friend, Director of Business Development, Southern Glades Wine Spirits, Nevada. Stream Exologist J.R. Starkus on Twitter at J.R. Starkus. Instagram at J.R. Makes Drinks. How are you, buddy? I'm good, good. How are you? That's uh, more of the question, I think. How are you, Ed? Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> sure. I don't know what that's about. Jared, were you listening yesterday uh, or two days ago when he told us that he did not watch any of the games on Saturday and Sunday? Um, I didn't hear that part. I'm not so sure. I'm surprised. He was very concerned last week. You and I had his back. Um, I did not think it would end like that, but... Um, uh, you know, I guess I, I've, I've, I've heard Ed, you know, obviously cheering on whoever the heck plays the Padres. Um, doesn't matter who it is at this point. Cause he, that's sad. I think, would that be worse, Ed? Is it, is it, I know it's, you know, it's not good when your, your favorite team loses to the team, their rival. Um, but is it, would it be worse to watch them win the world series than the loss to the loss to or being, beating the Dodgers? You mean, had they not beaten the Dodgers, but went on to the win the world series Dodgers or lost to someone else? Oh, what's a worse L for losing you? to Is them? Worse to watch losing worse, to them. Losing to them. Okay. Yeah, losing okay. to them. That's... Yeah, there's no question. Put it this way: the Astros cheated to win a World Series against us, and I will root for the Astros like a maniac <laughs> if they play the Padres. I'm gonna give that a Jose Altuve jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean I will wear a jersey probably if they play the Padres because that's what I feel about the Padres. Now that's all I need to tell you. Uh, you know, I told I told a buddy of mine who's a big Padres fan. Um, I said, well. Congratulations! It's over now. And he's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "That was your World Series. Like you've yeah. got." That's how they uh, act. I'm surprised they didn't get. I'm surprised they're not getting swept out of the. That's how they like act. One yesterday. Nah, they're good. They're coming back, winning the series. I'm gonna find a way to go to every World Series game if they play the Padres because I can drive to San Diego. Let's do it. It's gonna be great. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be great. It's gonna be fun. Take um, Ed with you. Yes, Ed. You want to go to Petco Park with me? Oh. I couldn't even get within. I I lived there for so long that I couldn't even get within 15 miles. Have you been to a Dodgers Padre game there? No, I've been to. Yeah, I I covered them. I covered them. But not as a fan? Not as a fan. Ah, okay. I vote vote that we speak to your executives. And if we have to change the time that you guys are on air, we do that. So that way you can broadcast live (laughs) from a Padres Astros game from Petco Park while Ed wears his Dodgers hat. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what I vote for. That's that's what I want to hear. I'm on board. Be a fun time. Be great. Yeah. No no bleeping. All leave all the background noise in. It'd be great. Well, you wouldn't hear anything then. Uh <laughs> JR, do you have a team left that you want to see win the World Series? Uh I mean, I guess at this point I'm I, I would kind of root for the Phillies since they have a couple, you know, California boys on the team. Or California boys, I mean Vegas boys on the team. Uh, you know, see, seeing, you know, um, Two Vegas 
alum, if you will, play for the same team. I think that's pretty cool. So um, I, I guess I'm rooting for the Phillies if I'm, if I'm rooting for anybody, uh, but I don't have any strong, strong allegiance. For me, as long as the Yankees get knocked out, I don't care, so I'll do anything to watch the Yankees lose. Do you want the Jose Altuve jersey for this series and then give it to Ed next series? <laughs> my wife, my wife, for whatever reason, absolutely cannot stand Jose Altuve. <laughs> cannot stand him. Like she, every time he comes on television, she's like screaming at the television, it's like this guy again. Like I don't know why. I have no idea why she just doesn't like him. And uh, so, yeah, it would be my wife would love if I wore a Jose Altuve jersey for sure. Yeah, it's a great jersey. It'll be fun. All right, what are you making <laughs> for us today? Oh, man. So, so the last, like, week has gone absolutely nuts with, um, you know, I guess somebody had posted something on TikTok. I don't have TikTok, so I don't know. Oh, you but I, through, you the great, through the grapevine, I hear all of these things about people posting about the Negroni Spagliato. It's a oh, yeah, classic. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fun sound. You've seen that, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yes. So, so the, this drink has been going nuts. Now, it's a classic kind of... Um, version of a Negroni cocktail, which I've made a Negroni before, gin, Campari, sweet removed. Um, and, you know, I like this drink. The Spagliato is a, is a, it's a great cocktail. It's very simple, like a Negroni. Um, I was just surprised to see this particular drink out of all the other drinks that are out there be the one that goes nuts. But I wanted to make one for you today because I thought it would be fun for people to give it a shot. It's, if you've made the Negroni, um, you basically have all the ingredients except you're subbing in sparkling wine like a Prosecco for the gin. That's it. I mean, it's the, the legend has it that in the 1980s, a bartender was reaching for, uh, was making a Negroni, but instead of the bottle of gin, he grabbed a bottle of Prosecco or sparkling wine and poured it and then made this quote-unquote mistaken Negroni spagliato in, 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 um, in Italian means mistaken. Uh, but I don't buy that story whatsoever because having been behind a bar, there's not a single bottle of gin that feels like a bottle of sparkling wine. The moment you pick it up, you know that it's not a bottle of gin. And especially as you would pour something like this, it would be fizzy and gin is not. So I don't know that I necessarily buy this quote-unquote mistaken identity of a bottle story to create this drink. But nonetheless, it is a great drink. All you need is like a large uh, double old-fashioned or rocks glass, something holds, you know, 8 to 10, 12 ounces, something like that. One ounce of Campari over ice. Follow that by an ounce of sweet vermouth. Um, really doesn't matter which one you choose, uh, but it, it will change the flavor, yes or no. You may not like it, but the the, uh, the vermouth is, is kind of your choice here. And then the same thing with the Prosecco. Just pick something dry and sparkling. Uh, just top the drink off of that. One ounce of Campari, one ounce of sweet vermouth, top with Prosecco or, or dry sparkling wine, over ice in a rocks glass, give it a little stir, garnish it with an orange or a slice of orange, and voila, you have the Negroni Spagliato, which has been going absolutely nuts on TikTok and all over the world, apparently. Great drink. I like it before, um, before dinner because it does have a little bit of bitterness to it. Um, it is not a strong drink. It is a strong flavored drink, if that makes sense. There is a lot of flavor here because of the Campari, because of the vermouth. The Prosecco or spark, dry sparkling wine will dry it out a little bit. Uh, but it, as far as alcohol content goes... Uh, it's it's not a, a super strong drink like that. It's about thirteen and a half percent alcohol, so like a glass of wine. Jr., you got to get on TikTok. Yeah, why? So you why you got to be that? you got to be up on all what's hot in your industry. Come on, it's blowing yeah. up on TikTok. You got to stay up to date. Yeah, but here's the thing: like enough of enough of everybody else has TikTok, and they post it on you know their other social media platforms, and that's where I'll get it. 
Yeah, but you you're know, like that's, you're that's, like two weeks behind when that happens. You're missing out. Two weeks behind. That's okay. So the show's <laughs> only once every week, so you know. <laughs> All I need to do is be able to make sure that I have it by next week's show. So it blew up in TikTok in the last few weeks. Why? It's some interview of. Uh, two girls from the Game of Thrones show, House of the Dragon. Oh. And so it's just one of them talking about what her favorite drink is. And she yeah. says Negroni, Spagliato, whatever else she says. And uh, TikTok just takes little sound, little bites, sound bites and right, applies and it applies. to other videos to try to make them funny and stuff. So that's why it blew up. And, Game of Thrones. And it's made it to J.R. Yeah. Starkus, who does not have TikTok. It's great. Yeah, that's it's phenomenal. Correct. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but I, I saw my bartender buddies posting about it, you know, like, this this drink and I was like, why is this? Why is everybody all of a sudden like out of the blue posting on this drink? Because it's it's kind of one of those if you know you know style drinks for a, a classic cocktail. Um, it's not something that you really find on too many cocktail menus. You will, um, but not too many because it's generally dominated by the classic classic Italian drink and Negroni. Uh, Spagliato is not it's not there. So, uh, but if if you know you know and now you know. So go to your favorite bar and make <laughs> ask them to make this drink and it's. it's it's really great. It's kind of like a stronger version of an Aperol Spritz is another way to put it to me. Bartenders are probably annoyed that more people are ordering this now because of a TikTok sound <laughs> than ever before. Maybe, but it's super easy. So, uh, uh, so that's they're, also they're bartenders love that, too. If okay. you order easy drinks, bartenders love that. Okay. Well, he is J.R. Starkus from Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. J.R., as always, we appreciate Thank it. Thank you, buddy. You bet, guys. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. I'm glad I've got both you and Jr. cheering for the Astros. This is a great time to be alive. Great time. A- Astros are America's team. It's what they are. Everybody loves them. That's fine uh-huh. as long as the Padres don't win it. <laughs> if the fi- if you play the Phillies, over you know, obviously yeah, that's yeah, fine. Root for the Phillies. That's fine. Nobody likes the Phillies though. They're from Philadelphia. Mm. All right, coming up next, Andre Snelling joins the show to break down the NBA. Lee back to Booker. They better hurry for a shot. Give it to Lee. Lee on the drive. Lee's shot is good. Baseline. Had to put it up over Cleveland. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. Joining us now from ESPN is Andre Snellings. Good morning, Andre. How are you today? Uh, good morning, though. On the East Coast, it's more like a good lunchtime. That's true. That's go. true. So, all right. Um, I feel like I am too optimistic about the Pelicans after one game, knowing full well that Zion might not actually make it through a full season. But how good can the New Orleans Pelicans be? Oh, the Pelicans could be outstanding. Um, they're one of those coming into the season, there's a handful of teams that we don't really know exactly what the ceiling is. But we saw last season without, you know, Zion available, that the Pelicans were able to really ramp up to being a team nobody wanted to play by the time the postseason came along. You know, uh, Ingram was doing his thing. And then um, once they brought CJ in, that gave them a, a, a counterpoint to, to Ingram, and, and it gave them a, this one-two punch that was really powerful. Well, if you add Zion to that, and it's perfectly additive, which doesn't always happen. You know, uh, a fit is a real thing. But just watching, you were like, man, if you could take this and add Zion to it, they'd be unstoppable. Well, dang it, for one night, it certainly didn't look like that. You know, I mean, they beat the brakes off the Brooklyn Nets, and the Nets had all their guys. So, you know, that that was like a, a little glimpse into maybe what the Pelicans could be. Like you said, if Zion's able to stay healthy, they seem like they're they're well on their way to having the kind of fit they need. So yeah, they, they could make some noise in the West this year. Has Brandon Ingram become even better than you thought when the move was made? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I always, so, you know, Ingram was the, the number two overall pick in, in, in that draft. So we always knew that the talent was there. Um, early on, he had, you know, some transitions uh, uh, trying to, to, to get into the NBA game because, you know, he, he, he's so slim and, and he had to grow up, develop some, 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 some grown man muscle, you know, old man muscle. But he's done that. And so now he's gone from a player that looked like he could be a good complementary type, you know, play, a supporting player to a, a player that looks like he could be one of the best teams on a contender. Um, and he may already be at that level now. So, so yeah, I, I think Ingram is a multiple-time all-star in the next few years. And, uh, and, and yeah, that, that's, that's better than I probably anticipated when, when he first got to the Pelicans. On the flip side of overreacting to one game, um, you talk about the fit, and it might look really good for the Pelicans. Do you think Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons fits? Does that fit make sense for a team? The fit makes sense. I mean, you know, like you said, it's one game, so I'm not, you know, I, I'm not throwing the, the nets out with the bathwater. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, the fit on paper, it, it's hard to find a fit that would make more sense, right? You've got two elite all-world scorers and one guy who does everything but score at an elite all-world level. So you put those together, and, and they, they look like the type of, of a fit that, that would give other teams nightmares. And maybe they'll develop into that. It's just, you know, <laughs> in that first game, it was the Pelicans giving them uh, unsweet dreams. More the flip side. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. Uh, if the Lakers can't shoot around LeBron and Anthony Davis, how bad can they be? So <laughs> it's really interesting because the Lakers have given all of us a lot of fodder to, to speak on how bad they've been for, for the last two years, the last two seasons. Um, but I find myself in an interesting and kind of uncomfortable position uh, over the last day or two of, of being like a Lakers apologist. Like my, <laughs> my, my, uh, my Twitter mentions have been in shambles because anything that I say nice about the Lakers, you know, um, all, all of the, the, the Twitter sphere comes out to tell me how crazy I am. But I was watching that game the other night. Now, keeping in mind that the Warriors are the defending champions and like for a reason, you know, like they're really good. The Lakers looked pretty solid to me. Um, Anthony Davis moving to the five is something we've all known that he should do for years, but he's resisted it. He wanted to play power forward. So new coach Darvin Ham being able to come in and talk him into playing the center, I think that's potentially huge for them. He, he, he gives them a dynamic that with him at the five and LeBron at the four, they're both so big for the positions that they were playing that they're able to be dynamic and it's a way that they could maybe make up for some of the lack of shooting on the team because you could surround them with three perimeter players. The problem for them, they don't have any perimeter players that can shoot. That's not good. <laughs> but even so, the non-shooting uh, perimeter players should still be able to be more dynamic on offense than a plodding center, you know, trying to, to fit in next to Davidson Group. So I, I liked a lot of what I saw with the Lakers. The Warriors always dominate the third quarter. That's their thing and they outscored them by 13 in the third. But that kind of overshadowed the fact that in the other three quarters, the Lakers played them almost dead even. It was a one-point difference outside of the other three quarters. So I don't think that the bottom has fallen out of the Lakers just yet. I think they could still be a solid team. They might not be ready for a quick strike championship-level team like the Warriors. But for tonight, I think that uh, I'm interested to see how they look against the Clippers, who are another team that could be championship-level 
but that I think the Lakers might match up a little better against. Andre Snelling's with us from ESPN. So with the Lakers, they lose game one and LeBron afterwards basically calls out the roster and saying we don't have enough good shooting. Do you think the Lakers ever make a trade that involves Russell Westbrook to get more shooting? There was the one with Indiana and Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, and maybe that still happens. Mm-hmm. But, but do you think that type of trade ever gets made this season for the Lakers? It certainly seems like the writing's on the wall. You know, um, you never know exactly what will happen. But, you know, I just saw in switching sports, you know, Travis Kelsey, they're asking him about, you know, the possibility of signing Odell Beckham. And he's like, you know, trying – to say something without saying anything definite, like, oh, there's a feeling in the air. You know, that, that's kind of how I feel about the Lakers making a trade. It just makes sense, right? You know, last season it didn't appear that Russell Westbrook fit in to what they wanted to do with LeBron and Anthony Davis, even when they were healthy. Um, all offseason, you've mentioned some of the rumors, but you didn't mention that the Lakers also kept signing point guards, right? <laughs> you know, they, they traded for Patrick Beverly who not only plays the same position, not only also has trouble shooting, but had a history of, of conflict with Russell Westbrook. And then they also brought in Dennis Schroeder, who's another non-pure shooting point guard who, I mean, he can, you know, he can get streaky, but like, it's just how many of those types of, of, of player do you need when that type of player doesn't even really fit on the team? So with that in mind, it just would make sense for, for them to find another home for Westbrook that does bring in some of the shooting and some of the other positions that the team obviously needs. I mean, I don't know Rob Palenka personally, but it just feels like I, I can't imagine if after game one, LeBron is already making public statements uh, uh, about what, what he needs for the team to compete. I can't imagine that Palenka is not listening. You mentioned them quickly there uh, about tonight, um, and obviously a lot of it deals with Kawhi and can he stay healthy, but are you as high in the Clippers as everyone else seems to be? I am not. I, I never have been. Um, when the Clippers formed their super team, and then later when the Nets formed theirs, I was always kind of the lone dissenting opinion that I didn't necessarily see them as, as you know championship favorites right off the box. I think they can be really good. I think they have good upside. You know, you asked about Zion to start. I haven't seen any indications that this team can stay healthy consistently enough to, you know, really be able to compete at that level. Um, you know, once, once you get into like May and June, um, I think they have a chance, but I wouldn't have them as my favorite to come out of the West. If you are Jordan Poole, how do you feel that not only did you get punched in the face by Draymond Green, but he's now having some sort of documentary TV series where he's talking about punching you in the face and how he has to overcome the adversity of punching you in the face. I think Jordan Poole doesn't care. I mean, to be honest, I'm like that, that man right after he got punched in the face, went out and signed a, a nine figure deal. Um, he talked about how emotional he was to do it. You know, he's a, a young guy that, Every indication is that he enjoys life and everything that comes with being an NBA superstar. And everybody knows he's on the way up. So um, I think that it's probably a bigger deal outside of the locker room than it is in. But, you know, that's, that's just my read of the situation. Uh, after one game, are we giving Paolo Banchero the Rookie of the Year award? <laughs> Not after one game, but, you know, I went and watched him play for two weeks in, in Vegas in the summer league. He only played in two games, but I was – I put him at the top of my rookie of the list rankings then. I mean, rookie of the year rankings then. So, um, you know, there are other rookies. You know, Jaden Ivey looked really good for the Pistons the other night. Um, Keegan Murray didn't play yet for the Kings, but he looked outstanding in the summer league too. So 
I think this is going to be a really strong rookie class, but yeah, Paolo Boncaro is right there at the top of the list. Well, he is Andre Snellings from ESPN on the NBA. Andre, we appreciate your time. Thank this you, morning. Andre. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me. So there's Andre Snellings uh, again from ESPN on the NBA. Uh, Banchero was great last night. Yes, had a very good game. Uh, I did enjoy during the break. You were looking up um, what Jaden Hardy's stats. Yeah, you, um, you asked me well, how Hardy did. I said how did he do, and um, you said you didn't know. So I looked up the <laughs> box score for the Mavericks and the Suns, and I told you. I mean, I'm I'm jumping out of the the booth here with some obvious statements, but uh, it's hard to. It's hard to score when you're a DNP coach's decision. <laughs> that surprised me. I look, I haven't followed the Mavericks in their off season, so I don't know, you know, what he's done or what he did in summer league or any of that. But maybe surprised me a little. He didn't get in. Well, yesterday in that game, um, Christian Wood scored 16, 16 straight. straight for the Mavs. They ended up losing. They blew it in the fourth quarter. But Christian Wood scored 16 straight uh, at one point in the second half. Coming off the bench, because again, they're starting JaVale McGee because uh, according to an, I think, Adrian Wojnarowski report, they promised JaVale McGee a starter spot when they right. signed him. What are you doing? Uh, but Wood still played more minutes than JaVale McGee, but Wood had 25 on 9 of 15 shooting. Yeah, Pretty good. Pretty like, good. I, I don't know. We talked about a lot when they lost Jalen Brunson and how Brunson's probably not a good enough number two with Luka to win a title. Christian Wood's not a good enough sort of number two to win a title, but He's a very good piece mm-hmm. for the for the Mavericks, and if he's the number three, then maybe you do have a legitimate shot at some point in the future. But yeah, 24, 25 and twenty four minutes last night for Christian Wood. It's pretty. Good. I saw Christian Wood. We talked about it at that Wyoming game. I think yeah, he scored, scored the first 15, 13, 15? 15, 15 scored first fifteen for UNLV, and then they lost. <laughs> and they lost the game. And Dave Price got fired afterwards. So that's probably not good news for the Mavericks. <laughs> They did lose that game. I think nobody got fired this morning, right? Mark Cuban didn't no, pull the trigger did on anybody no. after one game. So he survived the curse of Chris Woods scoring a bunch of points in, <laughs> in a, a row. row. Yeah, that's it. So there you go. There's some uh, NBAs. We are two days in. Coming up next, we finish out the show. I would say it was scary for me at the time um, because there were there there was a point where um, I was I was unconscious, so I, I couldn't you know really tell what was going on. Um, so, you know, when, when I did come to and kind of realize, uh, what was going on, what was happening, you know, I, I, I never, I didn't think of, of anything, um, you know, long-term or short-term. I was just wondering what happened. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Tomorrow... Ed's gone. He's flying to uh, lovely Indiana to go watch UNLV play Notre Dame on Saturday. Uh, So Adam Candy will be in. Monday is going to be a mess of a show because Ed's going to be flying back in the middle of the day from Indiana. And I am. And I Sunday, yes. And I am going to be an irresponsible radio host. And I am going to the When We Were Young Music Festival on Sunday, meaning Monday morning. The wonderful Jared Justice is going to lead our Raiders coverage. He's going to tell show. us what happened in the Raiders game. <laughs> Your leading Raiders expert, KJ. <laughs> because I think I'm going to I'm going to watch the highlights, you know, like a 5-minute highlight right. video, and then I'll probably try to watch the recording yeah. after the show on Monday. But like I won't get home until midnight or 1 a.m. and then I got to be up, you know, 5 hours later yep. to be here. So I will not be watching the game until after our no, show I Monday. Land at 2:30. 
By the time Bonnie remembers she's supposed to pick me up, it'll be four. <laughs> I'll get home and the game will be over. So we will be relying Monday on Jared to lead our Raiders coverage. So that'll be fun. That'll be good. Yeah. Looking forward to it. And then Tuesday I'm gone because I'm getting a vasectomy. Woo! <laughs> you were not you were not Let's here when go! he yeah. Ally, let's go. You were not here when he announced this. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a big I'm day. I'm happy for you. The one of the It's I, great. You're taking uh you're taking the burden off the of, the uh, out of your partner. That's the bit. Well, oh, it's also I mean it's also reversible and Correct. much safer. Yeah. Let me tell you as someone who's been on the the BC the birth control, it messes you up. Uh when I told <laughs> It does. When I uh I told my primary doctor that I was getting a vasectomy because I had to get like pre whatever what if procedure stuff. No, no. She was like, oh, this is great. How do yeah. I convince my husband to do this? Yeah. I was like, I don't Take know. Take notes, Talk gentlemen. I mean, <laughs> makes a whole lot of sense because if I walked in and I said I wanted like a hysterectomy, they would say, well, what if you what if you want it in the future? Like, what if you want? But you guys can make that I decision. Mean, so you guys can you guys should also don't hysterectomies like increase your chances of like cancer yeah but then i have a zero percent chance of getting pregnant so there's that different type of tumor see <laughs> i'm a i'm such a pro-child situation pro over here yeah. down, in the corner of the room that i asked I, love him, kids. I asked him are you sure you want to do this and he's sure and i said are you sure your fiance wants it and he goes well she wants it more than me yes. yeah so that was yep i put it in perspective there about uh, the future um <laughs> and the desires of the future you just got 20 percent cooler in my book a huge fan. What percentage was I at before? No, let's just not talk about it. <laughs> I just have literally like uh it's it's I don't understand why we don't teach people that's like it's reversible. You know what's not the other one. I know lots of reasons, but we don't have to get into them here. Uh I imagine Tuesday is gonna be the same for me as it was when Ed had his the day your children were born. <laughs> Should get balloons. You be crying? We should get balloons. Uh, well, it'll for be you. As, as you know, as momentous of an occasion as it was for you be when crying your tears of joy. Yeah, probably. You didn't want to do it during the March Madness or golf tournament like every other dude does, so they can lay up for four days and just nah, say, no, "I'm let's, recovering." Let's get it done now. Throw some peas yeah. in the freezer. I've already hit my out of pocket <laughs> maximum for the year too, so let's get this done before the year's over. Less to pay. Yeah, let's yeah, do it now. That's smart. Let's do it. That is a smart move. I'll watch baseball too. Well, hopefully the Astros will have already wrapped up their series. I mean, it's an outpatient procedure. Yes, it so, is. And, oh, and, but ooh, trust and you get shaved. Yeah. So <laughs> it is an out. It is an out. Uh, are you are you a uh, type of person when they're sick that you're just you're out of commission? There's a lot of complaints. Or are you someone who like recluses are you in themselves? Bed making or make you food? Yeah. Uh, that has happened three or four times. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, no. The yeah. one time she had to take me to the hospital because I had a throat infection and was dehydrated. That was no fun. But you're not you're not going to be like, help me, honey, when you have a cold. Uh, no. Okay, good. Just checking. Cold, just but, checking. Yeah. I'm sort of that way. Yeah. I have yeah, been I, that I, way before. I'm, bed, I'm bedridden with, oh, yeah. a, with a sinus headache and then a couple of Excedrin are throwing at me. There's a machine that I've seen on TikTok where it... Um, mimics period cramps and they're putting them on dudes. And oh, seeing, yeah. Yeah, we should bring that, that in here. Yeah, you guys wouldn't get up past five, I guarantee it. I want to do that. You guys wouldn't be able all to do that. All the men fall to the ground. Oh, and yeah. If yeah. men it's got periods, horrifying. they would have hysterectomies 24 7. That's yeah. what would happen. I, I do want to do that. With I do. I, I'm trying to think the last time I was, I was pretty wiped out for a day when I had COVID. Right. So. 
It's it's one yeah, thing COVID. to need to need tending to. It's another thing to be needy. <laughs> and I didn't come in studio for like four weeks. I just thought you liked clean feed. I went on vac. I went on vacation. <laughs> I got COVID in Mexico. We came Ooh, back. The Mexican COVID. Right. That's the good stuff. We came back. I didn't come in studio for like ten days, and then I went on vacation again. And I wasn't here for like four weeks. I just thought you liked clean feed. I, I, I had no idea. Did you tell me that? Yes, I told you guys did that. You? Yeah, he did. I want to say it might have been one of the weeks because we had a June and July stretch where this was a nightmare because both of us were like gone. Every well, other you, we week. had to be on clean feet at yeah. that point, though. We couldn't come in. So I think there was I think there was a part of this week when I had covid. You were gone because I, I did do a show with Adam Candy when I had covid. OK, so Am and I? it was announced. You said it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, you pretty much say anything. So I mean, I'm I just sure said it now. Because we're talking about the vasectomy. To, I mean, yeah. COVID was mild compared right. to you. They just said it now. Ooh. So, yeah, it wasn't. We'll get to play the vasectomy song. It's There's not enough time now. Is there a but... dance? It's about to be one. You got all is weekend. That, that, you can practice TikTok, at the festival. Is that the TikTok challenge? Is you with like a cane and a limp <laughs> trying to do a, a dance? <laughs> there's a, a vasectomy squats. song? That sounds there's good. a song for everything these is days. Is it better or worse than the Padres? quartet song whatever they are it can't be worse <laughs> manny's gonna cruise bryce is gonna lose what a song <sighs> so yeah so the next four days on this show next four shows i should say gonna be a little bit of a mess we're relying on jared i'm getting a vasectomy ed's not here one day ed hasn't been here since mo- i mean since the dodgers <laughs> <laughs> he's been not, he's, been not he's just associating that's what he's doing not here since the dodgers <laughs> lost oh. oh it's too bad i wish the astros could have played the dodgers Jared jinxed a little he te- he yes. either tweeted or texted me when they were up 3-0 yep and they bunted and i was like yeah, yeah. yeah. bunts yeah and that's right yeah bunts and then i tell him i'm not watching he's like oh sorry <laughs> Sorry. Poor Dodgers. Everybody feels bad for him. That's okay. Again, everybody. Robert's coming back. Everybody can cheer for America's team, the Houston Astros. Yeah. America's team. Jump on the bandwagon, everybody. The most lovable team in American sports, the 